Welcome everybody to Perspective and in today's episode, which on the side note, this is the last thing that we are doing this week, which is a yes. good way to finish the week, definitely. It's a perfect way for <laughs> us. <laughs> But, of course, we still have an episode to record. So, today, it's, it is going to be a little different and a little bit of the same, meaning... We kind of touched upon this subject, but through a different angle. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the hashtag like a girl episode, we talked about uh, gender inequality and uh, in general gendered social pressure. Here we want to talk a little bit more about what it means to be a woman in the sense that We didn't touch upon all those things in the hashtag like a girl episode, which normally define being a woman, not just from, I mean, of course, from a social point of view, but also from family. Yeah, it's uh, because, I mean, has it ever occurred to you? any moment of your life and if yes i really want to know when why how and so on to ask yourself that if maybe you were less than a woman because you did or didn't want to do something compared maybe to the situation you were exposed to were there ever was there ever a moment when you thought my womanhood is put in question here because of this I don't think I ever felt this way, but certainly I got questions like, but you're a girl or you're a woman. Mm-hmm. Or the standard, oh, it's not uh, the way a woman should behave. Mm-hmm. That standard was from a family because my family, uh, like there's a, I think I said it before somewhere, but there is... A little bit of a gap in age between all of the parents, uh, and I'm saying like my cousins and my family. So my grandma and my aunts, so my cousin's mother, they are closer to the age than we are to them. Mm-hmm. So my cousins and me. Yeah. But also... The close family that I have and I have touch with, like we still keep in touch. I am a girl and I have two cousins who are guys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, of course, there's a little bit different approach to me because I'm a girl. This is not how the woman should behave. This is not how girls should behave. It's also about aims and ambitions, I think. And this is what I personally would like to focus on here in this episode most of all. The fact that women are supposed or socially pressured into having a certain set of ambitions, especially regarding the creation of family, while maybe boys are not pressured so much. Well, and that's what is strange, but also not at the same time. So right now, one cousin will have a wedding very soon. And there was a lot of pressure to have that wedding. But also, 
to give you the perspective on this, my family comes from a small village. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not townspeople. They never lived in a big town. So also the perspective of them is different, of course. They care <clears throat> for rituals that maybe city people wouldn't care for. Also, this is the kind of village where almost everybody knows everybody and everybody knows about everybody. So there's that front you need to put up mm-hmm. so yes. of course when my cousin was dating uh, the girl very lovely girl like I love her she's already part of the family in my eyes but because they didn't have the wedding that was like oh what the neighbors would think oh, so wow. there was a pressure mm-hmm. to to do that but now they are yeah. doing that so it's okay the other younger cousin <clears throat> he has a girlfriend but they are nowhere near to get married mm-hmm. and <laughs> there was the funny situation uh, once um, so his mother my aunt uh, said like oh when I will go to my wedding meaning my family wedding mm-hmm. because they were going there was a year there was a lot of weddings from all over the place but not in the family Yeah, and he was like how the hell do I know <laughs> <laughs> and everybody he was like I don't care Yeah, my aunt was just like shock in her face everybody else laughed mm-hmm uh, and now, because of the wedding right now, I am, and also I'm here, that helps a lot. <laughs> yes. uh, I'm not pressured into, oh, where are you going to find your husband yeah. or what, your whatever? Or so what about this? What about that? It's not that visible. Mm-hmm. But there is that little bit of push because every time I will go back, so there's a question. Oh, has there even, like, have you met a um, handsome boy in Hungary? <laughs> yeah. At which I answered, they don't speak English. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yes. I shut down the conversation yes, immediately because also with my family, I had to learn how to shut down those conversations. Yeah, yeah. It becomes hurtful at And the point. there is that... Well, at least there was right now. There isn't because I don't have anybody. But there was like, oh, you will have your own kids. You will understand. There is that yes, that thing yes. like you will have. Yeah. It's not like, oh, if or when. Mm-hmm. You will have kids. Yeah. You will understand. And also, if you are not a mother, you will never understand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, I was very lucky in the sense that in my family, I never felt that kind of pressure. I felt other kinds of pressures. Um which I legitimate much more, like pressure to be a good student, a good person, a good citizen, um, and so on and so forth. But that sentimental part wasn't so important. It was just up to me. And that was very nice. Of course, my grandmother would always ask, so, so, did you find somebody? I was like, no, grandma, I'm sorry. But I always took it very ironically because I knew that my parents... Uh, they created a safe space for me in which that wouldn't be a problem. For me, it was actually quite recently that I had this very unpleasant um, experience um, in which I felt as if I felt my womanhood, I felt, how can I say, inferior in some way in my womanhood because a friend of mine recently gave birth and uh, when she was still pregnant 
uh, let's say that um, she pushed me away for other reasons that then we clarified and uh, it's all it's all okay now. But at that time, I couldn't understand why she was pushing me away. And uh, what the one of the reasons I could think of was maybe she doesn't want me around because I don't want children. Spoiler alert, so this is also where we're going. I don't want children. I don't want to be a mother. So maybe she believes that I cannot understand. And in that moment, honestly, it was a couple of months in which I was thinking about this. And this made me feel really bad, really bad, because it never happened to me before to think about my womanhood as something that had to be up for something. Until then, it had only been my personal intimate sphere that I could choose how to use or how not to use. But it never occurred to me that I could be excluded from circles of society that I wanted to be in because this was my friend, because my choices would interfere with uh, their idea of what a woman should be. Um, okay, so in this case, uh, nothing serious happened. There wasn't a real conflict because in the end it was for other reasons entirely. And But in that moment, I really started reflecting on this and I thought, wow, does it mean that in the future I cannot be friends with women that are mothers? because they will think that I cannot understand them. And and a whole universe opened for me, because until then, I have friends who have married, but I never felt that kind of detachment. It was their choice. I was very happy for them. It was uh, my choice in the sense that my life hasn't brought me to make the decision yet for now I don't know maybe never but it was never a problem in the sense that it was never an element of difference that could separate us or that could lessen the love we feel for each other and this was the first time when I felt that whoa what I do with my womanhood could actually infatiate the relationships I have and it wasn't at all pleasant I must say well, I never, I never took a pause to, because also spoiler alert, it, we are similar in that um, case where, right now in my state of being, twenty three, almost twenty four, I don't want to have kids, and of course I had. Uh, a conversation with a colleague of mine. She was like, oh, you are so young, you will change your mind. You will change your mind. Yeah. And I just said, okay. And moved on the topic because (laughs) I don't want to have that conversation with people Mm -hmm. if their first reaction is, oh, you will change your mind. You're too young to Mm -hmm. make that decision. Yeah, you will know better. You'll know better. Um, Yes, I will. And I will stay with my minds, at least for now. I never thought about this being something that can cut off me from people. Especially that I am good with kids. Like, I have a brother who's 12 years younger than me. So I remember him being born. I remember him changing the diapers. I remember him when he couldn't say anything but screaming. 
So I know how to take care of kids. It doesn't mean that I want to have them. Yeah. And I always say that because I had this experience, because I was taking care of him as well when he was little, I already have a half kid. Like, yeah. I already am taking care of my brother, so I don't want to have any more kids <laughs> because I already have yeah. part of it. But also looking at it and there are people saying like, oh, wait for your biological clock to kick in and you'll change your mind. Yeah, Maybe, but maybe not. Yeah, that's it. I always say that, I mean, really, it might be that I change my mind. I mean, tomorrow maybe something happens to me that will make me change my mind. But I must tell you that for now, since I was 11, I have always felt this way. So if something happens to make me change my mind, it will either be a miracle or a catastrophe. I mean, something really, really big. Because, and I really don't like when people give for granted that women saying that they don't want children are just in a face. It's really disrespectful in my in my idea. Because I understand. I mean, when a woman who wants to be a mother tells me well it's not my case because I like children very much or at least I like polite children <laughs> yeah uh, I understand that and I agree <laughs> it's, uh, I like polite children and in general I I think I can um, I can get along with children very well basically because I am just a big child so we understand each other very much at least with the polite ones again um and I remember very well my childhood. I remember very well how I thought as a child. It's very vivid for me. So I haven't forgotten. And uh, that helps me to understand them now when I have to deal with them. Although I don't deal with them as much as I, as I would want to. And but let's go back. I always digress. I'm really sorry about that. I think that's just the nature yeah. of this podcast. <laughs> but to go back to the main point. To go back to my main point, there are some people who just don't like children. Yes. Women who feel they don't have a maternal instinct. Yes. Mm? And, okay, I can understand if you reply to these people that the only reason why they feel this way is because they feel this way only towards children that are not their own. Okay, I can understand that your relationship of motherhood with a child is a really very powerful one and whatever this child does even if he or she murders somebody you will still love them and protect them and do whatever you can to I don't know to help them but I feel like it's I feel as if a woman saying that she doesn't want children Obviously, like it's so clear for everybody else that a woman stating something like that needs to be contradicted because she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's too young. She doesn't know the world. She doesn't know herself. She, she will change her yeah. mind. She, she will know better. Wait mm -hmm. until you meet the right guy. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, also, I think it's really important to underline that women want 
and not want children for very different reasons. I mean, there are women who want children just because they want to feel the experience of giving birth and of taking care of another human being. They want to feel that. It's really a question of having an experience of the world at, at the fullest. Some women want a child because they feel they would be good mothers. Some women want a child because they have found a really good guy and they think they could create a good family together. Some women just want a child because they have to. And they can. Some women don't want to have kids because they think the world is horrible and they shouldn't bring other human beings in this world. Some women don't want children because they feel they would limit their freedom. I mean, there are so many nuances to the reasons behind a decision like that. And we need to take to in account that. And yeah, if a woman tells you she wants or doesn't want to have children, just why, why don't you just ask her why, but without telling her that she's wrong? Yeah. Funny story. Well, funny story. <coughs> situation story but maybe not funny uh, my uncle got married when I was still a kid and um, my aunt so his wife doesn't want to have kids but they got married nonetheless they're happy it's okay to this day and they got married probably around 15 years ago to this day, my grandmother, so mother of my uncle, is like, oh, will I have the grandchildren from you? Yeah. To this day. Mm-hmm. And she as well, because I was um, witness of one of these conversations. I didn't know that before. But I was a kid and I was very protected kid as, uh, as well when I was little. I knew very little what is happening in my family. And I was witness to one of these conversations after years and years of of it. And she, as me, learned to shut down those conversations yeah. very quickly. Mm-hmm. Not to give in to that argument of, oh, but the kids, they're so like, it's so happy to have them. Yes, but it's also pain. It's also money. It's also this, so that. Uh, so I understand one side of having kids, having somebody to take care of, having that little piece of joy in your arms. I get that side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I also see the other side where you do need to spend a lot of money. Yeah, It's another person. It's another person to feed. It's another person to take care of. It's and a big responsibility. It's a big responsibility. Yeah. So if somebody t- tells you that they don't want to have kids, mm-hmm. why do you have to jump? And I'm, I'm not saying you, everybody. It's like just you, somebody you. You, those people who do yeah. this. Yeah. Why do you have to jump um, and saying, oh, you'll change your mind? Because the same thing happened with me. One of the girls from our EVS project when she heard that, she was like, oh, but it would be so sad. Never say never. Never say never. Okay. And I'm like, what just happened? Yeah. A girl who is 
four years younger is telling me never say never. <laughs> yeah, as if you were saying something bad or something that made you less of a woman, you know? And also, I would extend this kind of uh, conversation to women who want to have children. Because sometimes I feel as if some some kind of discrimination is brought against women who say, yes, I do want to have ch- children. I do want to have a big family, depending on the environment they are in. So first of all, I must say that in general, women that that say that they only want a husband and children when they are free to have everything else and they don't even acknowledge that maybe they could have some other ambitions make me very angry in general because there are women who are not free, who cannot choose. So sometimes it depends who you're talking with, of course, because some... Some conversations are really one-sided and these people, I mean, they are not listening even to themselves. So, of course, you cannot, they're not listening to you when you speak to them. But I'm speaking about women who have reflected on themselves and have understood that their greatest desire is to have children, to have a family. And they care for that more than their careers. Hmm? So in some environments, a woman saying something like that will be laughed at, of course. Of course. And that is also, for me, something... Well, I mean, in general, whatever you do to hurt other people, you shouldn't do that, maybe. Just just for the record, you know, just in case. Um, but that also happens in the opposite direction, not just towards women who don't want to have children, but also for, against women who do want to have children. And who do want to have children when they're young. Yes, especially, especially. It's true. Because I have another case of a girl. She was a friend of my friend. She was still in the university when she got pregnant. She was, if I remember correctly, second year of Mm -hmm. university Mm -hmm. of bachelor. Really, really young. So really, really young. But she said that I'm very happy because this will be my joy. This will be my happiness. And she made her own decision that she wants to be pregnant. Hmm. It didn't, it wasn't like, oh, it happened. Now I have to deal with it. It was like, I she want to. wanted this. Because her situation in her family was a little bit strange and weird. And she wanted, she, she did move out and she wanted to have her own normal, happy family. So... Of course, there's being that side of being judged. Oh, but you are put number here just this many years old. Yeah. How ha- can you have children? And my question always is, okay, what is the magical line of age <laughs> when there is appropriate to have children or not? Mm-hmm. Because if somebody will say to me, oh, you're just 24, you're too young to have kids. Okay, so then where's the line? Is it 25, When you 26? will be 27, they will tell you, mm, but you're a little yeah. old. Yeah. And when I, will, uh, when I will reach the age, for example, 33 years old and still will not have kids, they will be like, oh, but you're 33, you should have children. Yeah, the biological where's, clock is ticking. <laughs> where's that line? Yeah. Because I always, yeah. and this is 
that weird side of me. I always think in very logical ways, sometimes too logical for understand others. And whenever there's this kind of conversations, I always ask, okay, so where is, until what point is this and from what point <laughs> is that? Yeah. And nobody can answer me because of course. of course. And for some people being 26 and not being pregnant is a questionable choice of your life. Yeah. And for some people being 35 and still not being pregnant is totally okay. Yeah. And also what happens is gets it's, it gets even worse when women do have children because then ah then the party starts because I mean I don't think I will find myself in that situation ever but I have friends who have been and who still are and uh, oh well all to all the mothers who are listening to us we feel you in the sense that it's really well first of all it's really hard to take care of a baby in general but again the this idea of womanhood you're not a real woman if you don't take care of your child yourself you're not a real woman you're not a real good mom if you don't feel like your child is the only joy of your life what if you have postpartum depression but also there is the mother or grandmother telling you this is how you should yes. raise your kids yes and you know it's so funny how you know women oh like the, the you know the archaic grandmother and mother they would always complain that the men never do anything but then when children come around they will they will tell you yeah yeah but why don't you come home for like two months so we can take take care of the baby together and like and the father oh the father is useless what <laughs> sorry the father is useless yeah okay like, like so you see it's all about focusing on this being a woman being a woman who says what being a woman is and what if i have an experience of this motherhood or not motherhood or not marriage or marriage that does not conform to what you think it should be and there are a lot of a lot of women suffering for this of course and it's funny because whatever way you turn it, whatever decision you make, it's always going to be the wrong one. If you have children, it's absolutely bad because either you're too young or you're too old. And when you have children, you don't know how to take care of them and you don't have to ta ha take them There's to the There's no solution. Father. If you don't have children, you're a degenerate person. You're not a real woman. So what is what should I do? <laughs> you know? That's interesting question. I never... <laughs> Because I normally don't dwell into this topic that much. Because I have my own opinion. I don't speak that much out loud about my opinion because I know what I will hear, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I will not indulge into those conversations unless I know exactly who I'm talking exactly. with. Yes. And this is usually my two best friends. That's mm -hmm. pretty much it. But that idea like okay but you should have kids and you should do this way and you should do that way and you should do this and every you should do this doesn't usually doesn't come from you 
It comes from the above. <laughs> Wherever that is. Wherever that is. Is it your mother? Is it your grandmother? Is it your best friend or your aunt or your whatever. uncle or your whatever, your family, your friends? Yeah. Yeah. And some sometimes, maybe not most times, let's say sometimes, there is that line of, but I want to do this way. And there is that look, but how can you? Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to me to sometimes experience that. But also, hopefully, I will not have to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Also, because really, what interests me as a, an amateur anthropologist, I would say. <laughs> I should okay. Have, I should have studied anthropology or sociology. I don't know. Probably I would have killed myself after that. So maybe that's why I didn't. But it interests me very much that in this case, women take these decisions with such a richness of reasons. I love to hear the reasons behind the choice of making a family or not. The choice of having a child without a partner. The choice of waiting for a partner to have a child. The choice of not having children. The choice of whatever. There are so many reasons behind it. And even when people make their same choice, they choose it for so many different reasons. Like, for instance, uh, recently I was uh, talking with uh, a couple of friends of mine and uh, they are in that age and they have the economic stability to think about having children. And they were telling me that They're hesitating mostly because they believe that the world that they would bring this child into is not healthy. And that's one way to put it. Yeah, <clears throat> that's one way to put it. And for me, for instance, I wouldn't want to have children because I don't want to put into the world a person that has never asked me for it. I mean, what if I put into a world a child that one day will come to me and tell me, uh, Mom, I don't want to be a part of this world. This world is too much for me. Ha. Huh. <laughs> and then? And then what? And then what? So I don't want to find myself in that situation, and that's why I don't want to have children. But so many other people who have made the same choice as me have so many other reasons. And I think that is what is interesting, how how different our ideas and notions of womanhood can be. It's amazing, really. It is. And I want to extend that getting, well, having kids into also getting married part. Mm, oh, yeah. And also the plan. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying the plan. It's... <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> mm -hmm. So there's that... Um, Still, but I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it is changing slowly. It still will be like 10, 20 years until it will actually change. But it, the change is there. The seed is there. So the plan is, especially for women, go to school, go to university in that order. Go to school, go to university, get married, have kids. Mm-hmm. Somewhere into between that, also have a job. Preferably 
good paying one and when you are like maybe not very important you should still earn less than your husband of course <laughs> obviously i will not even start that <laughs> that is just no nope. but you should be a working mom but yes. you should be a working mom and you mom. should be the only one taking care of your kids because your husband is too busy yes um and of course we're talking about only heterosexual relationships are uh, deemed are are considered in this of course because in this kind of plan the idea of uh, homosexuality bisexuality that's completely out of the, like it doesn't the, exist exactly there. no it's, it's just another galaxy like it was never so, there yeah so this kind of plan is only for heterosexual women yeah yeah oh. <laughs> so okay let's say i went to university then the next step is to get married now what if i don't want to get married <laughs> what if for example and i'm not saying me personally but i don't want to get married but i want to have kids <laughs> with the partner we will be together until the end mm-hmm. but we don't want to get married hi ay ay it's um Haha, what do you do? Because you'll have your family telling you, so, so, when are you going to get married? So, 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 you're never going to get married? And um, it's interesting because, I mean, I personally don't uh, don't care for the the ceremony, the wedding. But, of course, I, I mean... I am allowed not to care for it because if I ever find a partner I want to share a very long amount of my life with legally speaking this person has the same rights as a husband would I say husband because I'm heterosexual not because I'm excluding everybody but who knows maybe you see the if, if somebody tomorrow might come to change my mind I'm open to accidents changes. and changes and miracles or catastrophes as you would like and um so if i go to the hospital and i'm not married i know that this person will be allowed to come and see me because at least in my country now you can do that actually in my country since three years for for three years that has been possible also for homosexual people because now they can have a kind of equivalent of uh marriage so like partnership yeah exactly which is great because before like it's awesome until three years ago if i were homosexual i never would have the possibility legally to have my partner at my bedside if i died in the hospital so you see that also like my idea of how important marriage is depends also on who i am and how i am considered so- socially of course because if i were homosexual it would be very different i would care for marriage a lot more of course well i would say because whenever i learned about those indifferences between homosexual couples and heterosexual couples Mm-mm. I do care about their possibility of get married but I would still say if somewhere sometime the change would come as you said I because right 
well, right now. And this is, again, I was a weird kid. <laughs> I never saw myself in the white dress. Mm -hmm. Crowds scares me, okay? <laughs> If I would have to throw a wedding for 100 people, and probably it would be around this number, giving mm -hmm. my family from one side, from the other, a couple of my um, closest friends, I would guess that 70 people it would be minimum. Mm -hmm. That scares me as hell. <laughs> Just the amount of people in one room and everybody wants to talk with me. Everybody wants to look at me. Everybody wants to take pictures of me. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay? So that's my point of view. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That aside, I think I will still fight for the ability to have of course. a legal of course. thing Recogni binding, recognizing of your union and the fact that this guy or this girl or this whatever is your partner. That's important. And well, for me, actually, I mean, the idea of a wedding, I'm not one of those. I wasn't one of those kids who like planned their wedding when I was a kid you know there are those girls who dream of their wedding I know. dresses you know I met them they scare uh, me too <laughs> <laughs> I mean there are those I never was one of those but I must say I have always been unfortunately a romantic so I have always liked the idea of you know saying to this person I promise something to you of course I don't like the phrasing till death do us part because things change before death so maybe it's not till death do us part but until the death of this love do us part so i would change a little bit the phrasing but that's my i mean again anyway it's my in my little world of bea and if i mean it wouldn't be a problem May, just let's imagine i find a partner and this guy Or this girl, whatever, I don't know, maybe I, I, I can imagine anything. And this person is not romantic at all. Hmm? They don't care absolutely for this kind of thing. We have the, the legal guarantees we need to have and that's it. That's perfect. We don't need a, a wedding. But if I found a partner that is romantic like me, I would love to just throw a huge party for everyone, you know, because... I mean, now, unfortunately, all my friends live scattered around the world. So it would basically be just a big gathering of all the people that I love and just to party together, eat and dance and and celebrate love, you know? It doesn't have to be one of those very pompous celebrations with the big dresses. You can come in your flip-flops. I don't care. Just... Come, have fun, and let's be together. I like that idea. Yeah, I with uh, this idea, I would agree. Like to because also I'm slowly collecting international friends just because I'm traveling so much, and yeah. my friends, like right now, half of my friends are not from Poland. So How it may you? be one mm. day that we will not live together in one of cities. So. Mm -hmm. Of course, it would be nice to kind of celebrate that idea. But like you said, like have a party, yeah. have drinks, have music. Yeah. I mean, honestly, sit, it could talk. also be just a party in which we party. We can Or, also not have the wedding at all. But <laughs> we could just no, no, this was I, say, what I meant, like to have music, yeah. to dance, to have fun. That's it. 
That's it. And yeah. spend and eat most of all. Uh, That's oh, the most important thing, of course. And yeah, and that would be it. It would be just a way to see everybody again after a long time. And but you see, it's very different. I mean, there are some people who need to marry because otherwise their families will just make them understand that they're very unhappy with the fact that they're not married yet until they do and also offer even offer to pay for everything yes yes just so you have that yeah mm, yeah and also at least in Italy and i believe also in uh, Poland since Poland is papal state as we saw in the stereotypes episode it's uh especially well it was like this also in the north now in the north it's not that much of a it's not so compulsory but in the south it still kind of is you needed to get married in the church of course it was important even if you didn't believed it was a matter of a social ritual i mean our culture is catholic so unfortunately yeah so you didn't care if you believed or not you had to get married in the church i mean on some points i understand why i mean it's it's what you do that's your culture that's your history that's your society and it's okay as long as they don't you know come with a handgun after you after the wedding saying okay now from now on you have to come to the church every every sunday um but it's true that there are certain rules and um Also, you know these big receptions with a lot of people. They're so boring and people I mean a wedding should be a moment of joy. And most weddings are moments when people just want to kill themselves because they eat they eat too much. There's too much noise. They drink too much. It's no, right? I mean it shouldn't be that way, but but for some people it should. Yeah, that's for me Like I can agree to have a, some kind of reception in well, not the reception, ceremony in church mm-hmm. if the other person is religious. Yeah. yeah, I can compromise, but at the same time, I would change my part of vows because I don't believe in saying. Of course. Uh, if I don't believe in God, I will never agree to saying like, "Also oh, help me, God, to, <laughs> to keep this marriage until the <laughs> death do us part." Yeah. Because from my side that's being a hypocrite. Yeah, exactly. So, but I never heard of the case, maybe I'm wrong, but I never heard of the case when one of the spouses is not religious and the other is and they want to get married in the church. I don't think I would find a priest who's who would be willing to do that. Well, you know, actually that recently I I thought this too. Absolutely. Recently, though, I had a very illuminating experience in which I went to this wedding of a friend of mine, and she's religious, and uh, her husband, too. And uh, they got married in the church where she went since she was a, a girl. And just just to make you understand, so if, normally if you go to a church, you shouldn't, like, your legs and your shoulders should be covered But don't don't even mention cleavage, okay? It's already a good thing that you don't need to cover your head anymore because otherwise that would be the case. Anyway, so it was the wedding was in July. It was so hot. 
people were dying in heat. My hometown is one of the hottest town in the whole of Italy. And it, it was really unbearable. So I was wearing these pants and this, um, this shirt, I would say. But the shirt was sleeveless. I mean, there wasn't any cleavage showing or anything. And I didn't have like spaghetti sleeves. But still, it was sleeveless. And I was, I was worried. I was worried that it wasn't appropriate. But it was so hot. I could not have long sleeves. I'm sorry. It was like the end of July. So I went. And I saw that everybody else was basically naked. I mean, girls with, you know, like not short dresses. I mean, still ceremony dresses. But like without like completely sleeveless in the sense like also the shoulders weren't uncovered. And my friend got in. And singing a song, which wasn't a church song, a beautiful song, was I'm Yours by Jason Mraz. I will take this chance to say hello to Chiara, my friend. And uh, that was one of the most beautiful moments of my life. Because for the first time, I heard a priest, a Catholic priest, saying to my friend and her husband, Yes, because you have lived together for several years now so you already know what the responsibilities of marriage entails and I was like what is he actually praising them for living together without being married it's wow amazing and they read their vows in different languages because they they're an international couple and it was amazing and I thought wow Yeah, maybe this kind of priest might marry a person who is religious with somebody who's not because the person who's not will make an effort just to to Be make dear. to make their partner happy, yeah. you know? That's what you do <laughs> when you're in a couple. And um so sometimes it happens, but these are for me exceptions. That's a hell of exception. You can, you can understand how happy I was. Yeah, thing. because it for was, sure, I was crying like a baby. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so beautiful!" Especially that yeah. I, um, I went to a wedding of my best friends last year, last August. The same case, heat was unbearable, and we were in like very small village as well with this very small church, so it was not a lot of people. As well, but still, it was too hot. Hot. <laughs> but similar case, I had um, dress that had stripes, not spaghetti stripes as mm -hmm. you, but still they were like stripy, so my shoulders yeah. were. But what I had to do, because I didn't know how the priest from a small village would react to this kind of yes. dress, I took like a very thin sweatery. Shirt-ish to, mm -hmm. to cover to have long sleeves as well. Yeah. The first woman I was out of the church, I took it off because yeah. Yeah. you have to. But I don't know. For me, like also the the church wedding is, it's kind of boring. Yeah, I'm sorry. Also, <laughs> I mean, especially the Catholic service is. Um, It's terrible. You really just want to go away. It's no, 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 no. It's really repetitive. And in general, the priests, apart from this one, I I, I saw the wedding of um, normally 
are not very happy to be there, or at least they don't manifest much joy when they when they perform a wedding service. And um, for me, also, it's um, it's very problematic the whole idea of again death do us part. Very very problematic because I don't think it's fair. Well, looking at statistics, you usually get married around thirty. Which puts me into anxious mode because probably you as well. If you're looking at the the stereotype or the right way to do stuff, as we uh, <laughs> said many things against those two things in previous episode. But if you look at this in this way, if you're supposed to get married around 30, we don't have that much time. <laughs> no, also because you cannot get married with somebody you haven't been with for X less, amount of years for less than and yeah. there again the line is very mysteriously drawn because who decides when it's enough to get married <laughs> yeah I remember that actually my parents got married well I don't remember in the sense that I was there but because they had me later but I remember because they told me <laughs> just to specify they got married three months after meeting each other for the first time Can you imagine that? That nope. was the 1980s, okay? And uh, of course, everybody thought they were pregnant. They weren't. They were just sure. <laughs> you know? But that is amazing. If you find those kind of couple or those kind of partner, whoever it is for you, it's amazing for me. Yeah. Because I hear those stories sometimes and it's like, wow. wow. Yeah, it's true. When I was a kid... And they told me the story. Well, you know, when you're a kid, you don't really know anything about the world. So whatever they tell you, you believe and you don't question. But then as you start growing up and you, you know, start accumulating some experience, you compare the things you've they've told you with the new experience you get. And you realize that maybe those things that they have told you are not so common after all, you know. Like later, I realized how crazy they were. Absolutely. Yeah, like mm-hmm. but it's fun, you know, how how these things sometimes I mean, I know people who have been together for 10 years before getting married and they separated after one year of marriage. That's the thing. And also that this is what I don't like in the idea of getting married. Because again, going back to statistics, if you're getting married around when you are around 30 and the statistical age when you're dying it's 70 80 that's 50 years it's a lot yeah it can happen everything including the fact that god forbid to um somebody will die after one year of marriage Yeah. And then what? Then you are, of course, expected to mourn the person for X amount of time. And again, where is the line where is exactly. right or not? And then, of course, if you're still young enough to re- rem- remarry. Of course, because But if you don't, it's not good. It's not good. A woman should remarry. <laughs> also, there is that question. Oh, but why are you remarrying? Mm-hmm. Because, well, you had the first marriage, so maybe you are not that into the second one because you had your first love already 
that whole idea for me. It's you see, whatever you do, you do something wrong. Yeah. It's uh, if you get remarried, you're basically a slut. If you don't get remarried, you're frigid. Or a nun. So, again, what should I do? What should I do? How should I deal with this life? Tell me. Give me some instructions. Because apparently, whatever I do, I'm going to be judged negatively. So, it's uh, really about just dealing with life in general. You're, you know, the way you can. And also, I think that in uh, general... I mean, when you talk about being a woman, these are the questions that really define your idea of who you are. Because the problem is also if you are less than a woman because you chose to do this or you chose not to do this, where are you going to be in society? Um, Is somebody else going to speak to you or judge you because you chose this? It's always that kind of um, idea, and I think that a lot of people feel bad for decisions that are actually, that they took quite serenely, that they took quite incoherently with what they are, because they feel that they have not lived up to the expectations other people had of them as women. I don't know if for boys uh, there are some similar things in the sense that on girls I believe there is a lot more pressure to be responsible for somebody else. You're not a woman unless you have somebody to take care for. Unless you have a situation to, to keep together. Normally it's a family. So if you don't have a husband, if you don't have kids, what what are you doing in life? I mean, how do you occupy your time? You know, that's kind of the question that you would ask to a woman. I mean, not you, you, but you, those people who do this again. And for me, this is quite paradoxical. I think that whole topic that we just cover is, is a paradox in itself because there are Always, of course, two paths you can take. You can do this or not do this. If you do this, you can do it this way or this way. If not, and so on and so forth. But no matter, as you said, no matter what path you will choose, you will be judged by somebody, usually in the negative way. But what I would say is to... And I know this will be a very hard job to do because there's more than 7 billion of us on the planet. And also we don't speak the same languages. But find people who either think in a similar way or accept you no matter what. In this case, because of course... We are not talking about the extreme or I killed somebody, you need to accept me still as I am... (laughs) That's of course. That's an extreme. We We're are not still coming. talking of you know things that are within the boundaries of the law, and for the law, I mean boundaries of the law in the sense that homosexuality is within the boundaries of the law for us. Okay, so that kind of we are thing. normal people. Well, uh, normal. normal. <laughs> yeah, it's always the same thing, you know. I mean, what is normal for us? Yeah, exactly. 
But recently, when I got into that, well, recently, a couple of years, but recently in the span of my lifetime, uh, I met people who either think in a similar way or they opened my eyes to a different path of views even in general because I saw um, post on Facebook, of course, that's usually where the inspiration comes from, of my friend and uh, it was like, no, I don't want to get married. I want to find person who I want to travel with my whole life. Hmm. And this is also amazing, like save up the money that thousands of euro you're spending <laughs> on diapers and the stuff yeah not even diapers like just the wedding okay <laughs> yeah of course yeah. it's yeah an expensive party mm-hmm. save those money go travel somewhere yeah be together for a week or two without other people telling you how you should be together <laughs> like be yourself find somebody who you can be yourself yeah. with and I think that's the instruction. Mm. And just kind of ignore the rest of the noise. Yeah, also because what I always say to, I mean, especially to people that want to have children, for instance, but that f- fear that are afraid that their love will not be enough to protect their child from damage because the world is the crap it is. I always tell them that, I mean, whatever you do, if you put a child into this world, there are some risks to it. You cannot be sure that this child will respond to your kind of education in the right way. In the, right way. the only thing you can do is to try to be the best parent that you, can, that you can. And how do you do it? By being yourself, again. And by being yourself, I mean also, especially taking into account that fear you have that the world is going to damage your child. Because the moment you have that fear, it means that you are aware that there is a risk so that you are not an irresponsible person. Because that, for me, is probably the worst thing a human being could do to another, to be irresponsible towards each other. That's the worst thing ever, to do something just carelessly. The moment you don't do it carelessly, you're already doing a good job. Maybe the child you're going to have is going to have a lot of problems anyway, for other reasons, but at least you did your best. That's, that's the only thing you can do when you're a parent, I think, because the, being a parent is probably the hardest job there is. And Earth. also this is a job you are in for the lifetime. Exactly. 24-7. Yeah. Side note for the end of episode, unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> I never realize <laughs> how much time we take to do these podcasts. I just talk and talk and talk and we could go on forever. And then Magda tells me, oh, for the end of the episode. And I'm like, no, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then I need to take a picture <laughs> of my face. of your face because every time, every time it's just like <laughs> astonishing man, surprise and just sad Aww. face it was like but side note um the, i read uh, one of my books recently and um, there's a story that it has bigger meaning in the story but for purposes of this i will not mention it and uh, there is a mother telling a um, bedtime story to her daughter 
and uh, she was telling a story about the mysterious prince that she will meet. I will not focus on the stereotypes that it mentions, but just... And um, there's... The story It has good parts at the beginning, but then it has some dark parts. And the girl says, oh, mommy, but can you skip the bad parts? I don't like them. And the mother says... I cannot because the world is not a good place every minute of your life. There are some dark parts and you need to know about them. And for me, it was like, and this is the story that she's telling to a six, seven year old kid. Granted, it's a book, but it truly shows that there are good parts. At the beginning, you will find your prince. He will help you and it's not said that he will save you it's never said that he will save you he will help you to be yourself and then there are some bad parts but what the purpose of the story was you will have him so he can help you get through those bad parts yeah and i think that's the general idea you can if you want to have kids at the end or tell even to your friends or whatever there are good sides of the life there are the bad sides of the life and you need to have friends to go to the good parts again yeah absolutely and at the end I will read you the quote that I found online while researching for the episode so this was a kind of poster thing that Technically, you could put them on the wall. I'm kind of tempted to do it. Yes, (laughs) me too. And the quote says, When I say I'm not having kids, I mean I am not having kids. That is not your cue to say, Oh, you'll have kids. You'll change your mind. Or it's different when they're your own. My decision is not a personal attack on your chosen lifestyle. It's my choice. Let's repeat that. My decision is not a personal attack on your chosen lifestyle. Please remember this always. Yes. It is my choice and it is not your place to question it. I would say it is your place to ask why. Be curious. Don't question it. And that is the end. Unfortunately. <laughs> but but we'll be here next time with you. Thank you so much for listening. It's always a joy. And if you want to get in contact, please do. We're here for it. We're here on our Facebook page, Our Perspective. And we are also on our Gmail. It's ourperspective.podcast at gmail.com. If you want to ask questions, write to us something, please don't hesitate. We will be there. With a long reply. <laughs> As you can hear from our podcast, I think that's given at this point. And we will see you digitally next week.